welcome back to the third episode of this podcast, um, Gula Malaka. On this episode, I'll be discussing some topics that might feel a little bit uncomfortable for some of you out there. Um, such topics include gender dysphoria, gender expression, um, generally um, as presenting in feminine or masculine ways. So if you feel that these topics might be a bit triggering to you, uh, please feel free to exit the podcast at any time. Please, like, no pressure. Um, these topics are not very easy to talk about, and it's uh, something that also has given me a lot of discomfort throughout my life. But since this is a podcast um, meant to document my own thoughts and opinions, and just to share them with everyone... Here's what I have to say. So, where do I even begin? Um, Biologically, I'm female. Uh, I spent a lot of my life, like childhood, sort of sticking to very conventional ways of dressing as a young girl. I went to an an all-girls school. I wore uniforms with, you know, skirts. Um, I was in ballet as well as contemporary dance. And these two forms of dance emphasized the feminine body a lot. And I was only dancing in all girls uh, dance teams. So at that point in my life, um, I wasn't so experimental with my appearance I think I was pretty neutral I wore a lot of pants uh, shirts jackets, sneakers I was quite a tomboy but I wasn't too obviously a tomboy you know that very weird phase where people are like oh yeah she's still young Like she, she can dress like that it's fine so yeah I went around wearing a lot of sneakers I hated flats I don't know why everyone else was wearing flats, but I just didn't. I really hated the way they looked. And I hardly wore any skirts at all. Um, and actually, for most of my childhood, I wore long pants. I, I didn't wear shorts a lot, maybe once, like really very rarely. I only wore shorts more often once I got older, maybe when I was 17 or 18, and I started wearing shorts more often. But before that, I never really wore, you know, clothes that showed off a lot of skin, kind of very basic looking things, just really not frilly things. And every time people gifted me girly looking things, I I was kind of confused. Um, There were a lot of fashion brands back then that had this aesthetic of pink, black, bedazzled, kind of bejeweled look. Um, with very cartoonish figures with big heads, big eyes and they were wearing these mini skirts and they were really cool I uh, never really got into that unfortunately <laughs> yeah but um, so that was me when I was a kid I didn't really question it until 
in maybe when I was in my preteen days, I really dressed really like a tomboy. I still kept long hair, so that wasn't too much of an issue. Uh, then I was 17, 18, and that's when I had my so-called like first few interactions with guys. I, I got, as in because junior colleges, they're kind of co-ed, right? So I got into a co-ed. JC uh, meet guy friends and you know the thing about growing up as a girl like you have these narratives about how you're supposed to interact with boys and I've had my fair share of drama in girls school not, not drama about me but I've kind of witnessed drama about you know like girls liking boys from this school and you know people will be talking about oh yeah you know this boy you know he was talking to me i i never really had that as much um but then getting to jc you know suddenly half of my half of the population is like dudes right so it was a cultural shock honestly i just didn't get the way they talked i i was kind of confused i, I suddenly became an object in some sense like a a lot of attention was given to me or at least I felt like the attention was different um, people were paying attention to how I was cute I was you know I was I was nice I was friendly and I think there was one comment that I can't shake off ever in my life was when a friend of mine like uh, I don't think he meant any harm but he once remarked that I was the friend zone queen or I, I just have that reputation of friend zoning a lot of people and this was a period in my life where I was trying my best to be feminine uh, unconsciously I was wearing skirts I was wearing makeup um, <clears throat> I was trying my best to look attractive in some sense <coughs> So, that was a really weird period of my life. Yeah, I I wasn't really used to all that attention, and I never really thought about my gender expression at that point, but uh, I was wearing dresses and looking cute, and uh, yeah, I was a pretty typical-looking girl you know like I mean what else can I say I was wearing cute little backpacks uh, I wore my hair in braids I I had this huge smile on all the time and I would write really positive optimistic things on my social media yeah I mean it was pretty cute um, but I think upon reflection I really realised that this change in my appearance really came about because of this introduction of another party in my life, which is the dudes, right? Like, and that was when I had my first relationship, and I was so heavily shaped by that that I had to look cute, you know? I had to be this pretty girl for people to remain interested in me. So that was the kind of the kind of performance I was putting up 
I, I was not comfortable in those dresses or skirts. Um, I really wasn't, but I tried my best because I thought, oh yeah, my tomboy phase is over, you know, I, I gotta stop wearing pants. Um, and so that was that. Uh, but, you know, in my usual day-to-day life, I was still, you know, seeking more slouchy, gender-neutral ways of dressing, you know, jeans and shirts, and I wasn't really wearing blouses or anything, or, or yeah, I was. I still wasn't wearing flats. I, I, I just can't. I mean, even until today, today, I don't wear, I don't wear flats. And so things started to change when I got into university. Um, I really took the chance to introspect a lot what gender meant to me and at that time I was also dancing a lot I mean I danced a lot in uni um, and all of these things I made sure to reflect about it a lot Um, I think in my dancing I tried my best to be as neutral as possible I never wanted anyone to look at me and to think that I was dancing in a gendered way. I never wanted that to be an issue because I was, you know, looking around and I see a lot of instructors having this very gendered way of dancing, you know, like the... I mean, there are exceptions. There are a lot of amazing female instructors who are at the top of their game no matter what genre they are in. But, you know, when I looked at genres like girl style or heels, you know... um, or like just in general contemporary ballet like these were very much dominated by a very gendered understanding of what bodies were suitable what aesthetics are suitable and and I I was trying my best to make sense of this yeah and I then began to really question my own preferences uh, like why I was dressing a certain way and at the end of my second year I decided to kind of cut my hair short and till this day it was like the best decision I've ever made in my life if you are listening to this and you are a woman with long hair I highly highly recommend cutting it short at least once in your whole life because I think as women growing up or, I mean, for dudes as well, there's so much meaning that's tied to our hair, more than you realise. Because when I cut my hair, I realised that why I was able to dress in such a tomboyish way when I was younger, without caring about people talking about me, was really because I had long hair. And it was such a signifier, like, oh, she's in pants, but she has long hair, it's fine, like, she's just in a phase. But if I had short hair, maybe really cropped hair, pixie haircut, and I was in pants, you know, I was in Converse, I was I was wearing graphic t-shirts, and you know, people might think a little bit differently. So yeah, second year, I cut my hair off. I went on an internship in, uh, in Seoul, Korea, and I think it was crazy, like, it changed my perspective so much. I completely it completely changed the way I looked at myself I 
stopped wearing so much makeup I didn't think so hard about my hard about my dressing I just dressed really so comfortably I, I didn't really consider the fact that people might look at me differently I really felt like myself and that was such a huge difference just from like two months before where I was still struggling a little bit like I was experimenting with makeup but it was all performative to me and I would put together all these colourful outfits but it was just for the sake of looking colourful but cutting my hair off it really changed the way I I even talked or I walked you know I I was so confident walking around because I really enjoyed it when people looked at me and they were like who's this person you know rather than who's this girl and I think that was such a powerful experience for me yeah and so coming back from that internship um sort of really decluttering my makeup routine decluttering my mind when it came to my fashion choices it really opened up a whole avenue of of gender expression for me and it became a lot more intentional so for my entire sort of third year it was you know gender experimentation time I it it's everything became a lot clearer before this before cutting my hair like I was kind of running away from the discomfort I felt about my own appearance I never thought that it was something I had to deal with uh, but no I mean cutting my hair short reflecting about it made me realize that yeah I can think about my gendered expression in a way that I can reclaim and I can intentionally choose how I want to present and I can ask of people to see me in a way that I see myself and that was really such an idea that I didn't think I could have honestly like I feel that gendered expressions this is something that a lot of people take for granted Um, I'm sure that a lot of uh, women growing up they never really question their feminine way of expression which is fine and and for a lot of guys as well I mean forever whoever in between and whoever across this entire spectrum some of y'all may have grown up never really doubting your own expression and that's fine that's great it's really okay but there's also a lot of people growing up having to struggle with this for their whole life only to realize that these are all really just constructions of how we're supposed to look like and so in my third year when I was experimenting with all these different ways of expressing myself I was finally open to exploring my feminine way of being which is so crazy I mean, until this point, I'm still very mind-blown by how I was able to reach that stage in my life and I'm really grateful that I did. It's not something that comes very easily. It wasn't easy to get to that point. And now I, I still kind of struggle with that as well. 
but dance has been so pivotal for me fashion as well in this journey of exploring my expression so what I want to mean by dance is that I challenged myself with girls style dance when I was in Japan uh, for our semester exchange program and girl style is still a genre that I'm very much uh, confused by, like befuddled by. This can be a topic for a future episode, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, it, I challenge myself with girl style as well as house dance. And I love house dance because it is one of the most gender neutral street dance styles I know. So that's kind of like my safety zone you know that's kind of like my safe my my home like my safe space whereas taking girl style was a really huge challenge for me because i've been running away from it my whole life you know like i I mean i grew up as as a girl i grew up doing all these feminine styles i spent so much time rejecting these styles and developing myself in all these other areas i thought that the best way to be a feminist was to resist and refuse femininity but no that's not true it is by reclaiming this way of expression that is really so self-empowering I think that's what worked for me I'm not saying that it works for everyone but doing that girl style you know expressing that kind of sensuality of the female body through my dance through movement, on stage, people watching me. I mean, I don't care if people watch me, but it was so liberating. I could whip my hair, I could pop my hip out, and it still felt like me. That was the crazy part, that it didn't feel performative in a way that it didn't feel like me. Now I was able to dance like that while, while still feeling like me. I don't know if anyone will hear this and they're like, what the heck? Like, you mean, like, what? (laughs) But yeah, it's it's not a feeling that I want to take for granted ever. So, yeah, here I am talking about it on this podcast. And so coming back from that exchange program, I continued that exploration I tried dancing in heels, I tried uh, doing dance hall, exploring the king and queen aspects of it, I sort of challenged my fashion a lot more, you know it was really cute because some days I would dress kind of small and cute and like little girl like, you know I had my big cardigan, I had my blush, I had my cute little skirts, and I'd wear that. And it felt like me, you know, it felt cute. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was dressing like that for anyone else. But then there were, <coughs> oh, sorry. Then there were other days where I would dress, you know, in my sweatpants and sweaters. You know, in button button ups, things like that. 
and that was so cool you know I would wear my hats my caps my headbands yeah and I was kind of growing out my hair but recently I cut it again and I love it you know I, I still stand by that decision cutting my hair short I think it took me a long time to gain the courage to cut my hair the first time I did I remember going to the hair salon trying to cut my hair and the hairstylist was like the hairdresser was like are you sure your hair's so beautiful it's so long are you sure you want to cut it and I was doubting myself I was like oh yeah I guess it's kind of a pity to cut it and then you know people around you would be like no keep it long I had dudes telling me like oh yeah I like your long hair I think you look so much better long hair but I shouldn't care about that but you know I, I still receive those kind of comments but now I can confidently say that I do love my short hair um, long hair was fun confession I grew my hair out for a year just to experiment with being feminine and so that was my social experiment and I also kind of <laughs> explored being a very stereotypical women again I was I was talking to boys I was looking cute Yeah, but that was just a stunt, you know, stint. I don't know, it's just a fun time in my life. Um, and once I reached the point of being comfortable with that kind of gendered expression, I cut my hair short again because, you know, my hair served its purpose. I, I don't need it to be long again. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think. It's crazy. I, I really hope that whatever I've said here, it's, it's a fairly optimistic story. I'm glad that it turned out optimistic. Um, I know that this is a topic that is still a point of struggle for a lot of people and I want to recognize that. I want to acknowledge that. And this is still a long journey for me. I'm not saying that I've finally unlocked what it means <laughs> to be a woman. <laughs> no, I think it is still something that has so many dimensions to it. And not only just being a, a woman per se, but also exploring the masculine parts of my identity. I think this is something that not a lot of people talk about is that being a woman how do you embrace your masculine traits be it in your character your appearance how do you embrace it how do you champion it in a way that you know is is true to you you know without caring about dudes that might get threatened by your amazing power <laughs> so yeah um it's it's still a thing that I'm doing and just to sort of round up this podcast um, 
there are some books that really helped me along the way. I don't have my Goodreads list right now, but I will be making a separate episode on the kind of gender-bending books that have really helped me along my journey. And I hope that whatever I've said so far, please excuse like the terrible audio and the terrible coughs in between. I just felt like I had to say this, I had to record it, and and it's here, you know, it's just kind of in this format. And I'm still trying to learn a lot of confidence. Really, fashion, dance, both of these things have helped me so much in this journey. And you don't have to be, you know, great at these things. I don't think that you have to be amazing at anything to want to explore and experiment with it. And anyone really has that ability to really introspect. You know, and explore their own gender identity and expression, and you know it's not something that's crazy radical. You know, I think this is something that is relevant to a lot of us. Even if you're someone that's very secure and confident in your own gender identity, it's always nice to know how how other people cope with it, and also for yourself to kind of question like, oh, how much of my gender identity and expression today really speaks to who I am as a person and yeah that's about it I hope that you enjoyed listening to this particular episode it's a longer format it's just me rambling um, and me sharing a lot of my own guess struggles and epiphanies yeah if you enjoy this kind of content and you don't mind the really bad quality audio and i'll just make more episodes like this then (laughs) so yeah see y'all soon and stay sweet guys